Hello and welcome. I'm Colette, your host. I'm also a holistic mindset coach and a Rose Reiki therapist. Each week we'll be joined by inspiring women, sharing their stories and covering all things motherhood, mindset and mental well-being. Topics that are very close to my heart and so, so important to share. Thank you so much for being here and get ready to be inspired. This is Mind Over Mama. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind Over Mama. I am your host Colette and I am also today going to be your guest because I have realised that I haven't shared a lot about my story and my journey and I feel like now is the perfect time. So if you don't know me, I am a holistic mindset coach and I'm also a Rose Reiki therapist. I really began this journey as a response to my own struggles with mental health and I hope by sharing this I might inspire you and also remind you that you're never alone in your struggles. So about nine years ago I found myself face to face um, with my own mental health in a way that um, I never had done before. I was experiencing chest pains, breathlessness, like a massive sense of dread And I did what a lot of people do, and that's go to Google, and Google told me I'm having a heart attack. And I didn't think I was having a heart attack, but I knew that it wasn't good, so I I still called the the doctor straight away. They got me straight in, and after running an ECG, they assured me that my heart was in good shape. But the doctor said to me that I've got, like, anxiety and, like, maybe some, like, depression. Um, rather than handing me a prescription, though, he read me a poem and it's called Leisure and it's by William Henry Davis. I'm not going to read it here, but if you have a look at it. Um, and at the time, it didn't make any sense to me why he was reading this poem. But I get it now, I like upon looking back. And the poem, it really beautifully captures the chaos of life. You know, how we often get so caught up in the hustle and bustle that we forget to really appreciate the world around us and the simplicity of being present in our thoughts. And at the time as well, that was really true for me. You know, I was swept up in the current of life, was constantly rushing around, never pausing for a breath, taking on all the shifts at work, just juggling home life. I mean, I was busy all of the time. So... I left the doctors that day just with the poem in my head and thinking, okay, then. And in an attempt to manage my mental health, I immersed myself into exercise and became really fixated on dieting. So I I really heavily like calorie counted and portion controlled. I'd be getting up at like the crack of dawn to get out for like a 10 mile run and then come home and do another workout DVD on top. And I do this six days a week, sometimes seven, depending. Um, I also ended up um, drinking like heavily as well. And like the weird thing is I used to like justify like drinking like a bottle or two of wine because I'd been out for a run. So it was okay because I'd burnt X amount of calories. And this was like a a familiar pattern for me. Um, And I I just carried on. I plodded along with life. You know, no one around me really knew that I was unhappy. Um, I like held down like decent jobs and I just bumbled along and it was working okay until I went through my divorce and I ended up getting rehoused in like an unfamiliar area and I think that and a combination of stuff 
it just all like bubbled up and exploded. And then my mental health took a massive nosedive then. I found myself kind of really sinking deeper into like a pit of um, self-loathing, feeling like disconnected from everything around me. And I feel like the heaviest part really um, was the silence. Like I really struggled because I didn't tell anybody around me and I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want to burden them. Um, Partly that that was the reason. I also was worried about the fear of judgment and also like I was worried about, you know, not like getting any help as well because look what happened before. The doctor just read me a poem. So why am I going to go to the doctor's? So I did end up going to the doctors because I kind of like hit like a rock bottom really. I started like having like intrusive thoughts and I just thought, okay, I need to go and get some help now. So I spoke to the doctor and she was really good. She prescribed me some antidepressants, but she she didn't really want me to take them um, unless I really needed to. And I just felt that time I needed to because the place I was at. Um, and then she gave me the details to self-refer myself to counselling. And I did that as well. And the wait list for that was like about three to four months, which is a long time when you're, you know, struggling. But I just thought, OK. And obviously I had the emergency number to call just in case. But still, like, it's a long time to wait. During this time, though, um, things got like worse for me. The thoughts got um, a lot worse. Trigger warning. Um, but like suicidal thoughts were were happening more often. And I ended up self-harming as well. And there was a moment when I remember lying in bed and I looked up at the ceiling and I swear I actually saw the shadow of like a black dog on the ceiling. And I know some people call depression the black dog. So I don't know if that was the reason why. But I just knew at this point, like, I need to do something right now. So I called the emergency number for the counselling. And luckily, I was fast tracked and I was seen like within a few days, which was like really good. And I only had four sessions because that's all that they offered at the time. I don't know what the situation's like now, but it was just four free sessions then for me. And whilst they'd helped a little bit, like we 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 definitely unlocked the door to my past and I started to see how some of my past experiences as a child had like shaped my perception of myself and the world around me. They didn't fix everything. And I mean, how could they? How can four weeks fix everything? Which particularly when you've got a lot of old trauma and stuff, you need longer, really. But, you know, it was what it was. Um, I ended up finishing the sessions. I didn't have depression anymore, which was good, but I, I still had anxiety and I still didn't just I didn't feel like myself at all. Um, I ended up looking on Facebook one day and I saw um, a holistic coach she was looking for some clients and I just thought, oh, I'll give it a go. I've got nothing to lose. So I ended up working with her. And very quickly when working with her, I realised that one of the missing things for me was self-love. I didn't have any self-love. You know, I I always put everyone else's needs before me. I didn't set boundaries with anybody because I was just always wanting to like please people and do stuff for them I always took on too much I wasn't doing all of the things that filled me up at all there were so many things that I wasn't doing so once we started actually working on those like the magic really started to happen I saw like quite a quick transformation really I started to feel very quickly like a different person um we challenged a lot of like limiting beliefs and some of the anxieties and stuff. 
and I really felt like a new person it was it was amazing really no and I started doing activities that I enjoyed doing I prioritized like my physical health and not in a addictive way like before an obsessive addictive way actually you know just healthily doing exercise and it was just an amazing transformation I really began to understand that I needed to take care of myself before I could effectively take care of others so no longer after this when I'm feeling like lots better I ended up having my son who's now two and when he was six months old I made the decision to separate from his father and I honestly think that's because I was in a place a lot better place like mentally and I was no longer really willing to like sacrifice kind of like my own mental health and self-worth over like an unhappy relationship because that was the point where I was at and yes whilst it was a daunting step it was really an an essential one in my journey towards happiness it was something that needed to happen because I knew how I felt and I knew that I just couldn't carry on anymore so that's what I did and honestly things have been great since then you know don't get me wrong there's obviously challenges when you're a single mum but you make things work and when you've got like when you love yourself enough to really know like what you want you can just make anything work I have really quite firm boundaries with people um I'm very self-aware now so if I am ever feeling a bit rubbish I check in with myself and see what the problem is and then I work on it so I would just say to anyone, if ever you're kind of facing anything like that, yes, it is scary. But the scarier thing is actually being stuck in a situation that you're not happy in because that that unhappiness will carry on forever. Sometimes you have to jump and face that fear. And honestly, like you will be able to get through it like you honestly really will. And something else that I've done more recently is that I then became fully sober. So I was very aware that you know, my drinking was kind of like a little bit crazy. So I didn't drink during my pregnancy at all. Um, but I did start drinking after having him. And particularly on the weekends when my son was with his dad, then I'd probably be drinking a lot more than what I probably should. And I just felt like I was slipping back into a place where like alcohol was like maybe taking over. And I knew that was no good for my mental health. I mean, it is a depressant after all, right? So I decided to go fully sober. So um, when you hear this now, I will be sober for eight months and that wasn't a quick thing that took me four attempts to actually become fully sober because even though I'd been sober for nine months when pregnant the the attempts when I was trying it was very easy to just excuse it and just have a drink you know if I'd had a bad day it's like okay we'll have a drink if something good has happened let's celebrate with a drink and it was just easy to deal with emotions of alcohol rather than sit and feel them um but as my 40th birthday was approaching, I just feel like I don't want to be continuing in my 40s like this. Like this is not the life that I envisage. So I made a point on the final attempt of actually telling everyone around me that like I was doing this. I set up a sober Instagram page for full accountability. And since that day on the 11th of December, I have not had a single drop of alcohol Um, And I have been out on nights out. I've been to comedy clubs. I have had fun. I've done all the things that I did when I was drinking, but without alcohol. And I now have no regrets. I have no hangovers. I would say I would have more money, but actually that's a lie because 
what I've ended up doing is I've treated myself to lots of the things that I wouldn't have got before because now I can do it. So, you know, I don't have a big pot of savings, but I do have a happy and fulfilled life, which I think is like more important in like some occasions, right? <laughs> so yeah, today I'm really fully thriving. Um, I'm living a fulfilling life. I'm sober, I'm really present. And I, pri I prioritise self-care. Um, and this positive change has allowed me to guide other women on journeys to their self-love. Um, I have just recently written a book um, and I just wanted to share my experiences and practical tips on like cultivating self-love. So it's just a very small self-help book. I know sometimes these they can be long and it can be a bit too much, but I don't have a very long attention span. So I've written it in the same way that I would like to read. Short, to the point, practical things that you can do every day to help you up, uh, up your self-love game. So I just want it to be a handy guide. Um, so the order link for that is now available. So I will pop that on the bottom of the podcast as well. But it's, that's been a very um, important part of my journey to self-love. And if I can help other people on like, on their journey, like that's what I want to do. And even if it's just one person and that one person pays it forward, like my work is done, right? Like the ripple effect, it's very important. So I um, just want to say thank you so much for um, lending your ears to my story today. Um, and I'm just, when I talk about my depression and stuff, you know, I don't share any of this for like sympathy. It is literally because I, I hope that it resonates even with just one person and provides like a form of glimmer um, of hope and reassurance that we can and do overcome like challenges that life likes to throw in front of us. You know, we don't just survive we thrive and ultimately we shine brilliantly because that is what we are here for so if you do remember one thing from my story it is really that um it's the importance of reaching out when you feel the weight of depression or suicidal thoughts there's no judgment only understanding and support and I know it's hard but honestly you do need to do it. And even if you think you haven't got anyone around you, call someone like the Samaritans or something, because there is people out there that will be able to guide you to the right services. And I know they might not be as, as fast as what we would like, but there is help out there. Just remember that taking that first step towards seeking help makes the rest of the journey like 100% easier. I thank you so much again. And remember to tune in next week to hear another amazing story from another guest thank you and goodbye thank you for joining me on this episode of mind over mama i hope you found our conversation inspiring and insightful if you'd like to connect with either myself or any of my amazing guests then all of our details are in the show notes so be sure to check them out i also wanted to share some exciting news with you i'm currently working on a book called A Little Hug From Me To You. It's a collection of my top tips and practical advice that you can use to elevate your self-love game and maintain your mental well-being. I believe that self-love is a powerful tool in nurturing a positive mindset and navigating the challenges of life. So check out the link in the show notes to find out more and to get on the pre-order list. Remember, you don't have to face life's challenges alone. Make sure you're always prioritizing your mental well-being, reach out to your network, seek professional help if needed and I'm here to support too. Thank you again for being here. I appreciate your time and the opportunity to be part of your journey. Remember, you are capable of incredible things. Together, we are most definitely stronger. 
Until next time, take care and keep shining.